0: As a Christian, do you consider yourself a warrior? How about as a Christian parent? Metaphorically speaking, are you willing to go through warfare to procure your child's welfare? You know, the Bible is clear that the Christian life will involve warfare. Metaphorically speaking, it refers to putting on the full armor of God and uses many other analogies of war that, uh, well, describe our role in advancing God's kingdom. In fact, Jesus himself describes his kingdom as something to be entered rather forcefully. Some English translations even use the word violently. Furthermore, Jesus said that he came not to bring peace, but a sword, and yet, Scripture calls him the Prince of Peace. Unfortunately, these days, many people confuse peacemaking with peacekeeping. And that's why today we'll have some wise words for warriors from our special guest, Sam Sorbo. That's today on License to Parent. Well, welcome to License to Parent. I'm Rich Rossell, and with me, as always, is the host of our program, Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year long, Christ centered residential program working with troubled teens. And Trace, when we think of ourselves as Christian parents, we don't always think of the term warrior, but there are a lot of things that are going on in today's culture that really are requiring us as Christian parents to stand up and be counted
1: as warriors in the Lord's army, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I think one of the first things we need to stand up for is the proper definition and understanding of terms. I mean, Rich, how often do we talk on this program about the importance of definitions? I mean, you can get people suckered into just about anything with semantics or uh, the redefinition of terms. And the devil's the master of semantics and the redefinition of terms. Did God really say, right? I mean, you can't even have a cogent discussion, much less solve a disagreement if everyone has their own definition of the terms they're using. Well, to me, it means, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, but the absolute definition of a term isn't up to you, or, or me, uh, that's what dictionaries are for. And we're seeing a lot of this today, thank you postmodernism, particularly in the parent-child relationship, but certainly in our culture and the political world. Uh, for example, I mean, anyone who disagrees with someone who who's uh, of another skin color is now defined as a racist, right. just by disagreeing. But where's that in the dictionary? I mean, I, Our kids see songs, or hear songs about love, uh, but love in their minds is often indistinguishable from sex. Freedom is no longer the freedom to do what you ought, because ought implies a moral absolute. Our kids are taught to believe that freedom is the freedom to do what they want. Grace is now a license, compassion is enabling, narcissism is just taking care of self, truth is on par with hate, and it goes on. And if you can get people to believe a false premise, And the rest of any story can actually make sense to the garden variety lemming, even when the story happens to be nuttier than squirrel dung. And today's kids and their parents are believing a lot of stories with a lot of false premises, like boys can be girls and girls can be boys. So now, you know, what we actually do have that's systemic in America. It's not racism, it's mental illness. And In the process, we've created an American culture that's become, in all practicality rich, a child molester.
0: And I think we'd all agree that no sane or responsible parent is going to want a
1: child molester to babysit their kids, for instance. No, but too many parents are doing just that when they uh, carte blanche, give their kids unencumbered access to these little addictive adult toys we call smartphones. And then there's today's public school system, which is violating our kids in myriad other ways yet we keep sending them off to these politically correct indoctrination centers every day full of false premises redefined terms and revisionist history without really knowing what they're being taught and indoctrinated really but this is going to require some initiative and some courage on the part of more parents we really need a warrior spirit because our first priority as parents is to protect our kids So under our helmets of salvation, we also have to put on our thinking caps along with all the rest of the spiritual armor and then be willing to do battle and teach our kids to do battle against the systemic insanity Mm. we're seeing in our nation today. I mean, today's broadcast, you know, it, it isn't really about battling our kids, although we have to be willing to do that sometimes. We're going to be talking about battling some of the nonsense that's permeating our culture today. Yes, folks, just growing up in America today can be hazardous to your health. And all while too many of us Uh, feel like it's just unchristian to fight back against this garbage or much of anything else for that matter. Protecting our kids isn't sheltering them, which is another word we've perverted in America today. Protecting our kids can sometimes mean we have to go into warrior mode. And let me be clear, fighting back to protect our kids doesn't necessarily mean we have to punch someone in the face. Dr. Martin Luther King regularly fought against evil and injustice, and yet he used nonviolent means to make his place in history. And that's why virtually every city in America has a major thoroughfare named in his honor. I mean, I don't see any Huey Newton Parkways or Louis Farrakhan Boulevards anywhere, at least not that I'm aware of. Uh, anyway, the point is that there's plenty of precedent in the Bible that as Christians, we not only have the right, we have the responsibility to fight, to defend what's right, especially when it comes to protecting our own kids. Absolutely.
0: Well, Trace, let me introduce today's guest to our listeners and bring her into the conversation. Uh, she's been waiting in the green room, all decked out in her <sighs> battle armor. And I must say, Trace, you know that we're we're pretty cheap when it comes to wardrobe here. But today's wardrobe mm-hmm. budget is the highest we've ever had on licensed to Parent. That's all because mm-hmm. of her suit of armor. Uh, Sam Sorbo is with us. She's a model, an actress, a homeschool activist, a media host, a linguist. She speaks five languages. I barely speak one. She's an educator and a parent who happens also to have a background in biomedical engineering from Duke University. So... I have no doubt that she has genetically engineered her kids to be super kids. Uh, She's also an author and a film producer. Um, She's host of the nationally syndicated The Sam Sorbo Show, speaks publicly around the country, at least now that COVID is coming to an end. And uh, with her husband, Kevin Sorbo, continues acting and producing some really great films, including Let There Be Light and more recently Miracle in East Texas. However, we have invited her and her suit of armor on to join us today to discuss her new book, "Words for
2: Warriors."
1: Well, Sam, forgive me; I've had coffee. Uh,
0: welcome <laughs>
2: back to License to <laughs> <American. laughs> I
1: love
2: that. Forgive me, <laughs> Father, for I have coffeeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm a
2: lightweight.
1: Uh, well, you, you know, America has gone off the rails in every category of life. When in your book, "Words for Warriors." You can find a word that starts with the first letter of every letter in the alphabet, including the letter X, that's totally pertinent to the systemic insanity our nation's facing today. Can you please tell our audience what I'm talking about and how you managed to pull that off? The letter X, really?
2: Yeah, the letter X, not the letter Y, though. I don't have any Y's in there. but um, Why? <laughs> because there's no there's no wisdom in uh, what they're doing to our language thank Um, you we'll be
1: here all week i I should have said virtually every letter. you know i didn't catch that i did not catch that no we forget
2: about why because it's silent so often i see (laughs) i don't know so so you know it's interesting because you said oh we go to the dictionary we can't even trust the dictionary anymore that's partly why i wrote this book i'm using
1: a 1990s uh you know webster's dictionary right
2: Right. People stock up on the old dictionaries. In fact, I have an old Webster's that's like the, the quintessential Webster's. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Oxford Dictionary just recently last year or the year before changed the definition of the word bigot. And so now if you have a preference, whether it's whether it be like I prefer chicken to fish, mm-hmm. you're a bigot and and they're softening these definitions so they become more malleable so right. then they can use the words against us mm-hmm. and also sort of they they want it both ways so the words have teeth if they choose the word to have teeth if not the words completely meaningless for instance i think you mentioned the word racist mm-hmm. so now if if you uh if you're a white person with a critical race theory holds that you are a racist regardless so you're white you're racist however if you're black you're not racist unless you agree with white people that racism doesn't exist or systemic racism doesn't exist. And the, and they keep changing right. the goalposts, exactly. if you will. Exactly. And so now it's systemic racism. Well, let's define that for a moment. Does systemic means that all of our systems are intrinsically racist? Mm-hmm. There's no evidence for this. None. There's zero evidence for this unless it's the other way. Yeah. And by the way, I just heard a story of a of a young woman who marched into her Christian school and said, "How dare you teach my daughter that I'm oppressing her?" So she's a white gal, has a biracial daughter, and they're teaching the girl that that girl is simply oppressed by all white people. All white people are oppressors. That's now the definition of a white person. They are an oppressor, according to critical race theory, which is in all of our classrooms. Don't think that it's not in your classrooms because it's in the textbooks, okay? Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, you, you talked about dictionaries. And, you know, you, you go back not too long and, and you can't find a lot of these terms. Cisgender, that's not in there. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of terms that aren't in there. And, um, you know, you, t-
2: you talk about... But they're in my book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know what an NPC is? No. So NPC stands for non-player character. And I found this so fascinating, guys. A non-player character is a video game character that's just put in the video game to give you some directions or to, you know, basically just to be something to interact with. But they only will say certain things. So um, if you ever saw the movie Jumanji, the 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 team is in the car with the guy driving the Jeep. And then the guy says to find the stone, you know, lift the... Lift the bone, whatever, and so then they. But they say, "Oh, but do we have to climb the mountain?" And his answer is to find the stone, lift the bone, because that's all he says. That's mm-hmm. all he does. He oh, has yeah. that's basically singular purpose. Okay, we're living in a world of NPCs right now. Mm-hmm. No,
1: you're exactly right, and I want to give you a quick example. Of what you're just talking about, uh, I was getting my, my wedding ring ring size because I lost it, and um, going there, and there's this uh, early twenty something girl at the counter. And uh, I said, I'd I'd like to have this resized. He said, oh, that's titanium. Titanium can't be cut. And I said, uh, well, uh, miss, I think it can be. Uh, And she says, titanium can't be cut. I said, no, I, really do be- I really do believe it can be. I, 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 and, and, uh, I, I said, it can't can be cut. Yeah, it said, emerged from the earth well, in the her. shape of that ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I told, that's what I told her. I said, man, this wasn't and mine. And steel doesn't burn. Yeah. This wasn't mined out of the ground like this. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know what she said? I swear a yeah. stack. She said, I don't know. it can't be cut. It just stared at me yes. like a stinking, you know. And, and I'm like, okay, hon, let's go. And we, we we went and found another place to do business. But how can we fight to get our language back and teach our kids to do the same thing? Because, you know, our kids are are victims of people they should be trusting in, in the school system, not just public, but even in the private schools. How do we get this language back?
2: Look, th- buy my book, obviously, right? And And educate yourself on language. And, you know, I go into a little bit, you know, how the words have morphed, what they, what they were, what they're supposed to mean, what they mean today, all of this stuff. Right. And so obviously education is the answer and that's why I'm an education activist. Yes. I'm a homeschool advocate, but it's, it's also because there's so much else that's happening in the schools that is not education even related that, that, that you wouldn't want for your child if, if, if you're at least, you know, a cognizant invested parent. So we've been softened to think that we can get away with investing less and getting the same reward. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been softened to think that we can do a 50% investment and get a a 150% return. And you can't do the math like that math doesn't work. Um, But, but we've also been convinced that we have to, you know, I was talking with somebody earlier this morning that the idea, you know, for women, you can have it all you can have the high power career with the money and the fabulous penthouse office, really? you know, whatever, and <laughs> have children really, <laughs> and right. Yeah. Um, and, and the successful marriage, frankly, like you can have it all. And I'm here to say, you can't have it all the way that they're telling you, you right, can That's right. That's right. That equation doesn't work. Because there is always a sacrifice because you don't have infinity hours a day, period. You just don't.
0: (laughs) And a half-hour program doesn't run for infinity hours either. Uh, Although we have more of the program coming up, we first need to take this break. You are listening to Licensed to Parent, our special guest, Sam Sorbo. And we're talking about her new book, Words for
3: Warriors. We'll be right back after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall to be completed by the end of the year, followed by two new school buildings also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, Building Together, a new and improved Shepherds Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today, shepherdshillacademy.org buildingtogether building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org buildingtogether building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting,
0: isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success, so you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet, and that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at License to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicenseToParent.org slash wise phone. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Learn more about us and our parent ministry, Shepherd's Hill Academy, when you visit our website, LicensedToParent.org. And today we're talking with actress, writer, mom, and biomedical
1: engineer, Sam Sorbo. Trace? You know, the whole warrior thing, I think we, we do have to grow some hair and we need to get some things done. Can you talk about the parents of Loudoun County, Virginia, and why we should all be taking a page out of their playbook
2: right now? Look, school board people are parents, too. Why are the school boards doing it? And the fact is that the school board, when you get elected to school board, you are encouraged to go to school board participation training. Mm -hmm. Guess who runs the training for the school boards throughout the United States? Run by the unions. Right. And you know what you're trained to do there? Sit down, shut up and follow directions. Whose directions? The union's direction, yeah,
1: and they're looking for lemmings. And what we need to do is, is we need to, uh, if we if we can't attend the school board or don't want to attend the school board, then you know what, amp things up and run for school board. Uh, you know, get elected because right. because regardless of they got, they have uh, unions or not, you, it's still an elective uh, process, right?
2: Right. Yeah. So run, run for school, for school board. board, but also galvanize yourself against the union pressure. The pre- right. and, and by the way. It is nasty in there. Oh, boy. I know people who have survived and, you know, can't go back. So, you know, I, I don't know how we're going to ever get out of this uh, miasma, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm seeing people who are just, it's sort of like they're under the influence. They mm-hmm. just, they're zombies. That is, okay, so if you read the um, the introduction of my book, I tell a story there. And do you know the mechanics of wealth creation, how do we create wealth? I'll tell you because it's not, it's otherwise it's a trick question. <laughs> wealth is created in the exchange. If right. I sell you something in the free exchange, you give me $300. I give you my old iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have an iPhone before. I have a new one. I don't need my old one, but I can use the $300, right? So who's wealthier? Well, so we're wealthier. And the trick weird. is, It's that's the trick is in the free exchange. It's a win-win, right? Both people end up wealthier. That's the brilliance of our free market economy is that it is wealth generating and the wealth is created. It's spiritual. Actually, it's not tangible. It's spiritual in the sense that wealth is created in this exchange almost by magic. Okay. Translate that wealth creation sort of phenomenon to thoughts and ideas. And it works the same. When we are allowed the free exchange of thoughts and ideas, my idea can spur an idea in you that you, you had thought of before, but you never thought to put it together with what I thought. And together we create wealth, wealth of knowledge, wealth of intelligence. Okay. What does the left seek to do? Silence, prevent the exchange of ideas, impoverish people mentally.
1: Look, there's some things I'd probably be considered more liberal on. Uh, other things I'd be more conservative on. I don't. I think we've kind of caved into uh, a paradigm where we we've, we've accepted the the, uh, the titles of I'm a, I'm a lefty or I'm a righty. And you know what? I think that's insulting. I, I'm a human being, and i I'm, I can I can think through the. I mean, think about what conservatism is. It's I want to conserve what's right about the world, and you know what's liberal Uh, i I want to be liberated from what's wrong about the world well that's
2: a classical liberal mm -hmm. right now they're teaching our children that fascism is right wing that's a lie there's nothing right wing about fascism correct fascism is absolutely left wing well and yet they've redefined the word
1: well even you know godly terms like love and you know peace and all they use godly terms with the devil's dictionary and so to accomplish their ends and i say they I'm just talking about the people who are, who are these power-hungry people. And, and I'll say, I'll just say, it. they are mostly on the left. But there are people on the right who fall in that category. They're all sleeping in the same bed for a whole globalist economy. Now I'm getting into a conspiracy theory, but uh, I think the evidence is pretty much there. And people who—
2: Well, they say they're on the right, you see. They say they're on the right, right. There, there you go.
1: And, but again, that's because they've accepted and we've accepted the titles. And why, right. why, why, why can't we get away with that and just you know, look at a human being and value them by the content of their character like King talked about? So what can we do as parents uh, who, who just can't seem to you know make homeschool a reality? What can we do to, to get their public schools back to focusing on
2: STEM and, and the three R's again? Now you're asking me a tough question because my standard answer now is um, – you know, I'm on the side of the teachers' unions. I think schools should stay closed. I think it's better for kids <laughs> not to go to school. So, I would say, like I'm in a tough position. Uh, I would say, as a parent, if you um, if you feel inadequate and you don't want to home educate, and you're like, you know, I just can't do this, um, still don't send your children to school and don't home educate. Like, just don't. Uh, you know, find find fun things to do with your kid. Um, and encourage them to educate themselves because ultimately home education or homeschooling or whatever you want to call it is actually self-teaching. Yeah. And so I'm actually engaged in a, I, I haven't really launched this yet, but I want to change. I want to rebrand homeschool because it's not school at home. It's self-teaching is really what it is. It's it's um, mentoring your child to become self-taught in anything and therefore in everything that they want. And it really is empowering your child to uh, take the world by storm.
1: Yeah, that's good. And it's, and it's really not been all that long that public schools have even been in existence,
2: right? And they're not getting it right. And you know, I think honestly, with the the, the, the United States has advanced. There's a book called "The Five Thousand Year Leap," which I'm doing as a as a book uh, club right now, um, and it goes the 28 principles that made the United States. Um, really the greatest nation on earth with the greatest advancement for humankind that the world will ever see or has ever seen, and probably likely will ever see. Right. And of course the left is against it. Of course the left wants to tear down the United States of America. That's partly why you can't send your children to schools that, um, and, and it's pervasive now in, by and large, in, in all the schools, like there are very few schools that have held themselves apart from this teaching The teaching that the United States is evil, the 1619 Project, Critical Race Theory, all of them are of a piece to basically teach children that we have to do away with the United States of America in order to, I don't know, be set free from the terrible evil that has befallen us. And I would say that that the reverse is true. We have to do away with the people who are saying that in order to be set free
1: (laughs) from the evils. you got to get the critical thinking skills back into the general population and with smart.
2: And the only way to do that is to take them out of the institution because the institution teaches them to stay institutionalized. And that is what my book words for warriors is really about is this idea that they've perverted our words so that they can coerce us into lying with them. A man is a woman. And we're too afraid to say, no, I'm sorry, a man can't be a woman because they're genetically a man. And I like to follow the science right. on that. Exactly. They've perverted science.
1: Well, I want to encourage you and all of our listeners. I have won a David and Goliath battles against some major entities uh, in this country about that subject. And, and the whole LGBT uh, thing, I have a proving ground to back up what I'm talking about. The science. I didn't win this argument, I didn't win this battle with, with, uh, with the Bible, although that's, I would consider my biggest, uh, largest uh, artillery weapon. But I won it with science, I won it with history, I won it with logic, uh, statistics, uh, experience, uh, all of that. And the entity that was going to basically uh, crucify us for our position had to roll over and say, you know what? Uh, You were right. We were wrong. And so I say that to encourage our listeners and you, Sam, we're on the right side of of the science on this. All right. So, yeah, you can study your Bible. I encourage you to do that. But look at the science. The secular scientists who are honest are capitulating to the biblical position on this. Well, we are unfortunately out of
0: time. It's always a joy to have Sam Sorbo with us, but uh, unfortunately we get long in the tooth sometimes when we're talking about these deep subjects and our time has run out for today. Sam Sorbo is a model, actress, homeschool activist, media host, educator, parent, and author of the book that we've been discussing called Words for Warriors. And it's an interesting read. Uh, She goes through the entire alphabet other than the letter Y, as we pointed out, uh, (laughs) talking about some terms. It's also
2: a lot of fun. I'm very sarcastic in the book and people tend to, they're telling me that they're laughing a lot, which is fun for me. Well,
0: that's very good. But you'll find it wherever you you get your books. Again, it's called Words for Warriors. Sam, thanks so much for being with us on Licensed to Parent today.
2: Thank you, thank you. Great to be here. Thank you, ma'am.
0: And that is going to do it for this edition of the program. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program or would like to hear it or any of our past programs again, you can do so on our website, which is LicensedToParent.org. If you're at the end of your rope as a parent, if your teen is pushing back at every turn, and frankly, you don't know what to do next, please know that we're here to help. Now, not every family needs a residential program to help a troubled teen. But how do you know? If you visit our site and click the link to Shepherd's Hill, you'll find an assessment that you can take online in the privacy of your own home to help you determine if residential care might be a good fit for your family. You can also call and talk with a member of our staff and learn more with absolutely no obligation. We're here to help, but you've got to take the first step. Just go to LicensedToParent.org and click the link to Shepherd's Hill Academy to find out more. Now, if you are not a parent of a troubled teen, let me ask a favor. Would you be willing to help change the life of one? The kids who come here often have one foot in the jail and the other in the grave. But when they leave here, they leave here changing the world for Christ. In fact, one young man went on to become a youth pastor, a husband, and a father, and made such an impact on another family in his church that they felt compelled to write and to thank us. Now, your gift to our ministry in any amount can change one life, and that life changes many others. So please help by going to our website, licensedtoparent.org, and clicking the Donate button at the top of the page. And again, thank you. Our guest coordinator on the program is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time to renew your License to Parent.
1: And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.